0: Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to another episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by...
1: Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, here for episode 120. Thank you. I know, I looked it up before we came in here, don't worry. Uh, And in the room with us, besides this weird clicking noise that I'm hearing, it's freaking me out a little bit. Last week we talked about some editorial shifts here at Marvel. We've got with us a uh, new rising star here at Marvel. Uh, new kid on the block. I think he's really going to be something. That's Mike Martz.
2: Uh, Rookie sensation, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's good to be back for the first time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, when did you leave Marvel?
2: Uh, I left in 2006. What, I, I, it was a, we were it was a cold August day. <laughs> August. Mm, See, right? I started
0: in cold October. <laughs> yeah, Nicole. August day, and then you just left the industry. Exactly, yeah. yeah,
2: I just went, yeah. I went back uh, to working on the farm, Mm -hmm. Um, and after a while, that kind of dried up. So you know, I went looking for work again, and and now I'm back, Mm -hmm. back
0: here. Yeah. Tell the tell the fans what you're working on. Uh,
2: I'm very happy to be working on the X-Men books once again. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my responsibility when I left here, so it's really great to be back working on. Uh, the X-Men books. Unfortunately, they're in such great shape and there's so much (laughs) momentum behind them so uh, I'm coming in at a great time. Uh, You know, Brian Bendis is someone that I've, we've been friends for a long time but we never did a book together so this is a great opportunity for me. I'm just uh, really excited about that Um, and uh, you know, so many other great creators.
0: Can you tell us some of the sweeping changes you'll be bringing to the X Men books?
2: Oh, changing everything! Yeah, I mean all everything new characters. Nick Lowe yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I mean anything that Nick Lowe had in place, I'm just gonna just kind of erase. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you know, I mean, you can look forward to some some cool things like that. Nice, yeah. What's yeah. the ratio?
1: Just out of curiosity of people, like when you came in the first day, how many people did you know who are still here, and how many was just completely <laughs> new faces?
2: Uh, I, I saw a lot of familiar faces. Uh, I, I want to say maybe maybe twenty five percent of the people here are familiar faces. All right. uh, and, and other ones are uh, you know new faces I'm learning. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I was gonna say. Oh, so. There's been this great rivalry between oh, right. Tom Brevoort and the Avengers books and Nick Lowe and the X-Men books. Now, Nick has now moved on to the Spider-Man of it
1: all, so he's basically dead to everyone. Yeah. What right. about... Spider-Man's always been, been the neutral
0: Yeah, office. like, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, will you uphold that, that, that fight against Tom Brevoort? Most definitely.
2: I've known Tom 21 years, and we've never gotten along... <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, in fact, we really don't like being in the same room at the same time. Yeah. So, yes, you can expect this rivalry to continue. we got to get them I've in the same it. room. I'm just going to say that X is going to be on top. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I know the letter comes last, but, I mean, it's going to be first <laughs> in everyone's minds. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, uh, Nick always had the... Uh, the audacity to come barging in and start singing and yeah. knocking stuff over in the middle of a recording session.
1: You are welcome to do so whenever you like. Although The, the door is now locked, so you may need to knock, and then we'll let you come and yes. do all that. Okay. That sounds yeah. great. But uh, we welcome you, uh, and yeah. I'm very
0: happy
2: you're back. Yeah, good day Thanks, to you. Thanks, guys. Me. It's good to be back. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. All, all right. right. So we're, uh, we're going to kick
1: Mike out and get back to the regularly scheduled podcast. Yes. And Mike wore glasses for this
2: podcast.
3: Yeah.
1: Just I want to look Professional, good. Yeah, yeah. Sound good <laughs> and look good. I want everyone to know how great he looked the whole time he was sitting here. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And we just keep moving along. Yeah. That's how the train CMOS.
0: goes. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's what we do.
1: Uh, all Everything all right. is new again.
0: Uh, speaking of... Did you say new? Yeah, you said something new. All new. new uh, all, all new. new. We've yeah. got <laughs> plenty of books this week, uh, including a couple of all-new Marvel Now launches, and um, we're just going to dive right into things with all-new X-Factor number three, Written
1: by Peter David, art by Carmine Gian Domenico, with a cover that was basically designed to say like, like tear your insides out. You personally, Ryan Panago, saying we're gonna put the thing you love most and the thing you hate most together, yep. and just see where you fall. Yeah, it's uh, they threw a bunch of cats, really
0: cute cats, with Gambit. And Like, seriously, someone has to be, like, trolling you here. I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, that's my dream, to be trolled by Gambit and Cats. Uh, but it's great. There's some some cool interactions as the team starts to uh, figure out their place within Serval Industries. What Serval Industries is all about, where um, what they're actually doing, who they're actually working for, and also um, where they fit into the large landscape of things. I think there's a cool throwback to the Gambit series and There's here. a lot
1: of references to the Gambit series, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's um, we, we, we dug that series. That was neat. Um, and great introduction of a character back into the X-Verse who we haven't seen in a couple months, so I'm excited to see where yeah. that goes.
1: Important to note, there's a very pivotal scene at the beginning that I think will answer some questions for yes. people. I um, won't say who it involves, but one member of the team meeting with somebody who is close to the book but not part of the book and yeah. give some explanation as to why one of them may be where they are if yes. I can be as vague as possible. You did it. I think I you did. You were right there with the vagaries. All New X-Men number 23 written by Brian Michael Bendis art by Stuart Immonen. This is part three of five of the trial of Jean Grey. Jean has been abducted by the Shi'ar who are determined to put her on trial for the crimes of the Phoenix that she has not yet committed. Uh, it's kind of an interesting gray area. It's weird seeing Gladiator after seeing him as such a yeah. hero in Infinity, now he's more back in the role of um, you know, the alien who's basically coming after our heroes, which is something Tom Brewart and I talked a lot about when we're doing our Infinity podcasts, how, you know, wartime makes for interesting bedfellows and this is not going to be the status quo forever but the thrust of this issue uh, well, Jean is held captive while she's dealing with Oracle um, we have the X-Men have hooked up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they are cruising through space this is really just a great excuse for Brian to write awesome banter between the two teams and among the team members. Can I say they were cruising for a bruising? Huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're I mean, getting bruised yeah. or not. Cruising for a bruising. I don't know. And also, shout out to Stuart Eminem for his drawing of Iceman, young Iceman. It's become one of my favorite visual characters. But yeah, there's great stuff here with Rocket Raccoon and how the kids love him. And uh, Angela has some great lines. Uh, Kitty Pride shines, as always. And Cyclops, young Cyclops, is freaking out because Dream has been kidnapped. And then at the end of the issue, we have the return of some characters we haven't seen in a while. We're going to need some explanation of where they came from, but it's a welcome return nonetheless. Yeah. That's a great twist. That's a great angle. Yeah. Over to Amazing Spider-Man, the movie adaptation number two, written by Tom Cohen, who we talked about a couple episodes ago, Indeed. Art by Wellington Alves. This adapts the second half of the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Getting you ready for Amazing Spider-Man 2, which will be coming to theaters. want we'll to see if there's a date here. On May 2nd, 2014. And in the meantime you can go on the Marvel Comics app and read the Amazing Spider-Man Infinite comic, which bridges the gap between the two movies. How about that? All right, on to Avengers
0: number 26, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Salvador LaRocca. This follows Last Issue's crazy story with uh, these alternate reality Avengers and dead Hank Pym. What is going on? And here, you you see how everything's coming together. We've got adaptoids. Mm -hmm. We've got AIM being freaking... Terrifying and awesome. Uh, we get to see some really cool stuff with all these, uh, with a variety of Avengers teams. Um, I like what Salva does here with the designing, with the designs for the Adaptoids. Yeah, uh, very cool. Uh, I, yeah, I love mashup characters. Remember Combo Man?
1: Yeah, of course. Love Combo. I Man. I could never figure out at least one <laughs> slice. And it'd... It haunts me to this day. Good, I'm glad it does. Yeah, thank uh, you. we got some good twists,
0: and it'd be interesting to see where the story takes us. Deadpool number twenty three by Jerry Dugan, Brian Posehn, and art by Mike Hawthorne. This is violent as hell. Mm. Yes, this issue is
1: insane. Yeah, some of. The... <laughs> It's it, definitely it's grim. Deadpool's been like this bit it's it's one of those weird books. I think a lot we talked about it a lot during the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, but it's one of those books where you're reading, it's an enjoyable experience and you like almost you turn a corner and there's just, you know, someone with their head ripped off. Yeah. That's I don't know. There's it, like some
0: some crazy like Orchestra music is like, Bong! yeah, and it's like the shining music or something comes yeah. on, you're
1: like, oh, and there's blood everywhere. Some of the jokes and some of the scenes, I can't believe they get like, I don't know who, I don't know if anyone's editing this book. Jordan White's <laughs> editing it, so I guess that's as close as you can get to no one editing it. So, oh, what that's a well established rivalry, yeah. fun Jordan White. That's good. I, um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of explosions, great stuff. I
0: really love both Agents AdSit and Colson in this book. Yep. They are, they're are—they're terrific. I uh, love their interactions with Deadpool. And um, the story with uh, with Deadpool and Agent Preston is, I don't want it to end. No. I'll be honest. I don't no. want to see her go. I think she's a good voice in his head. But we'll see where it all uh, goes now that
1: things look like they're on the yeah, up and up. On the last page that you have right now, there's a joke with Crossbones uh. that you'll either get and love or won't get at all and just don't Don't try to. I don't get it. Oh, you don't get it? No. I'll tell you after the podcast. Wait, is it a Watchmen joke? Yes. Yes. Now I get it. You got it. Yeah. Isn't that great once you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha ha. Stick it to him. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Marvel Knights X-Men number four, written and drawn by Brom Revel. Getting deep into this crazy, weird story. Uh, you got these two new mutants, one of whom has the power of persuasion, the other of whom has the power to make memories come to life. Uh, we start to see through flashbacks and through stories how they have both influenced this small town they're in and how their powers have led to this big conflict that's going on. Meanwhile, Wolverine and Rogue are fighting each other. They've been manipulated into it by the Persuasion Girl, and they are calling on memories of the past. Wolverine calls up memory of Carol Danvers to mess with Rogue. Rogue remembers all of Wolverine's enemies. There's a lot of psychological stuff going on. The art is pretty cool. I like the kind of general art style of the Marvel Knights books. And then by the end, things are looking really bad, and we get an unexpected cavalry to come help out Kitty Pride. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number five. This is based on the episode Blood Feud, which was written by Man of Action, Kevin Burke, and Chris Doc Wyatt, and it's adapted by our buddy Joe Caramagna. Revolutionary War continues into Revolutionary War, Death's Head 2, number one, written by Andy Lennie and Alan Cowsill, art by Nick Roach. This was kind of a dream for me in the sense that I told you Death's Head 2 was always the character. I wanted to know who the heck he was, um, but I never bought any Marvel UK comics, so I didn't know. This is like a crash course in Death's Head 2 and Death's Head 1, because that was always the thing for me. I was like, I know, I didn't know who Death's Head was, so that there was a Death's Head 2 to me as a kid, said, well, there has to be a Death's Head 1. And I was curious how they related to one another. And this comic gave me everything. But Death's Head 1 and Death's Head 2 are both in this comic and are fighting Miztak and are fighting uh, Dr. Evelyn Necker, who appeared in Nova a few years ago and now is back here. uh, In the course of fighting, and they also fight the Death's Head robots that appeared on Planet Hulk. So that was kind of a cool little Easter egg. But just their personalities... Death Head 1 being this weird idiosyncratic, like, bizarre robot, and Death Head 2 being kind of like the 90s version of him. Uh, Also very idiosyncratic, but the way he talks just uses a lot of, like, freaking rad, I'm going to kick some butt and stuff like that. It was perfect. These two characters shot up my list, and I fell in love with them all over again. As a kid, I,
0: and I think we've talked about this before, I, I read so. the last issue of the Death's Head 2 miniseries. Okay. That was all I had read. And I was like, this is the greatest comic I've yeah. ever seen, because it's like post-apocalyptic world where you've got this ragtag group of Avengers together, Wolverine and Rhino and She-Hulk and... Rhino. Uh, yeah, Rhino and, and She-Hulk are in love, and there's just ho- so many heartbreaking scenes in that book, it's so awesome. And I was like, "Death Head 2 is the yeah. greatest, and I think I might have read some more Death's Head 2. Never looked into Death's Head 1 right. over the years of like, the original Death's Head is mm-hmm. awesome. Where did He's he even something? first show up? Corey? I had no idea. I don't. And the, the crazy thing is, he's been in Transformers comics. Yeah, I knew He's that. been in Doctor Who. Uh-huh. He's been all across the Marvel universe. I have no idea how yeah, that. Both happens. of
1: those books were done by UK people. I think that's why.
0: Yeah, but the... I mean, still, like that yeah. sort of
1: like that blows my mind. I don't know. He's a very, but he's a very UK character.
0: He? he is. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. And um, but anyway, this was this was terrific. That yeah. was a lot of fun. All right, over to Secret Avengers, number 15, by Nick Spencer and Alish Cott, uh, with art by Luke Ross. And this is just, this is, I've been really liking this book mm-hmm. uh, more and more over the past couple months, and this is the tops. This is my favorite issue so far. I love the way they write MODOK in this. Yep. He's, he's evil mm-hmm. with while also being quirky and funny and uh, sarcastic and demanding and plays really well against Maria Hill. Uh, I love what they've done with establishing all the AIM ministers on AIM Island, uh, and what that's going to really shake out to is going to be very interesting to see. In this, you got Fury and Black Widow and Hawkeye having to escape AIM Island. That's the the main backdrop. And there's just great fight scenes, really intense action. Uh, Obviously, the stuff with Mockingbird that's been percolating the last couple issues super-duper comes to a head here uh, with great twists and turns all across the book. I gasped out loud Mm. uh, at one page. I cursed out loud several times during this book. Mm. Luke Ross is just doing some phenomenal work with what like, look at this page yeah, and yeah, the yeah. panel structure there. Yeah, the it's, way he
1: lays it out is really unique. Oh and my
0: cool. god, it's ridiculous. It's so good. There's this other page where um, Fury and Black Widow are facing the Shang Chi yep. adaptoid robot thing oh, or LMD, whatever
1: it is. Yeah, he really he really goes outside the box. Yeah, on this one.
0: it's fantastic work all around. Uh if you guys are excited about Captain America the Winter Soldier movie, yeah. I highly suggest you check out Secret Avengers just for the tone, the flavor, yeah. the style. I think it'll really fit in with what you're excited about. For these Cap. last
1: few issues, this How to Mame a Mockingbird art is a, art is a really good uh, warm-up, a really good appetizer for Alshkot. Relaunching the book with Michael Walsh, I think he's kind of putting the pieces in place he needs. Yeah, forward to that. Very excited by it. Uh, all right, on to She-Hulk number one, our big
0: launch issue uh, for the book. It's Charles soul as writer, Javier Polito as artist. Ooh. Charles soul as many of you know, is uh, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Dude's totally a lawyer, and he lawyers the hell out of this book. It's it's interesting because. Um, books about lawyers can, you know, can go in a variety of ways. Having courtroom scenes isn't always, you know, exciting. Exciting thing. comic yeah. book action. Mark Wade does it really well. Uh, Dan Slott had some fun with it uh, back ten years ago now, which yeah, is crazy. Wow. Uh, and here you get someone who practices law actually writing this and making it interesting, making
1: it fun, making um, it really. I don't know. Exciting. He moves it along really well. Really well. One I, scene flows in the next. They don't spend very long in any one location, and it's like... Yeah, I think that's what makes... does really the pace that makes this book.
0: Yeah, and it's it's very quirky, mm-hmm. too. Uh, you know, you've got Tony Stark in here, and establishing a couple things for, for Stark that we've never seen before, I think it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk, putting her in this new place in the Marvel Universe is a great thing, and I think... I, I loved it. This is... Yeah, Perfect. if this First is how
1: it is every month where it's just like this cool procedural style, it's very different than anything we have or that we've ever seen because, you know, books in the past have had the legal side of She-Hulk or Daredevil as part of the book, but this feels like it's really integral, and there's definitely room for this. And, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Superior Spider-Man number 27 point now written by Dan Slott. Really, really nice art by Giuseppe Chemical. Oh, yeah. This may be some of my favorite art he's ever done. It's the first part of Goblin Nation, which, as they describe it, is the story, an epic 727 issues in the making. So they're Mm -hmm. saying all of Spider-Man to this date has led up to this, and it's hard not to feel that way. Um, You've got Superior Spider-Man trying to figure out what the heck's going on because he thought he had basically eradicated crime in New York City, but as we know, as readers, well, he has been taking out crime boss after crime boss, the Goblin King has been snatching up all the henchmen, snatching up all the resources, and putting together his own play for power. And here, the Goblin finally comes face-to-face with Superior Spider-Man. Don't want to put everything on the table that they know about each other, but they have insight into one another that makes this a more interesting battle. Meanwhile, J. Jonah Jameson is putting his own plan into action, and there's also stuff going on with Captain, Captain Watanabe, stuff going on at Parker Industries. That's what I love about this book, and I've always said it, there's always five different plots going on at once. It's like the classic Spider-Man books, or the classic, you know, Marvel books of the day, where Dan Slott's able to balance a lot of subplots, check in on them for a couple pages, come back to what he's doing, and this does feel like the important story that he is making it out to be. Uh, also, there's a very touching farewell from Steve Wacker. Yeah. Kind of feel bad he didn't just stick around till the end of Superior Spider Man. I feel like this would have made more sense on the last issue, but you know, Hollywood came a Colin, and uh, Steve, Steve writes his goodbye, and it's 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 touching. I came in not at the same time Steve was starting, but I remember I was there. I came in right you around, the in same right age I, I think it was
0: like a month or two, after yeah, Steve. because
1: I remember being in a wizard capacity as the Marvel correspondent. So I must have just taken over for you. I was at the first uh, brand new day summit Mm. where steve had just taken over the books so i saw his first meeting that he held with slot and all the other guys who were (laughs) writing back then so yeah definitely a full circle kind of thing here It was sad to see him go but he put out some great spider-man comics and nick lowe has tremendous shoes to fill yeah but it's not like we're losing steve steve is gone steve is still part of the company steve has disappeared (laughs) steve is in hollywood now Uh, he'll do great. He's going to do great things for animation. Another point now is Thor, God of Thunder, number 19 point now, beginning the last days of Midgard. Uh, We get back to a character we met a few issues ago, and that is S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Roz Solomon. She's an environmentalist who is looking into stuff, shady dealings by Roxxon. uh, First half of the book and a lot of the book focuses on her, looking into stuff that's going on underwater, looking into resources being squandered, uh agent colson's in this book as well and he teases her about the fact that thor's her boyfriend because they went on that one pseudo date uh thor does show up and he is going to be a presence here helping her go after roxon we see the new power structure of roxon the new head of roxon dario agar who supposedly is you know a benevolent dude but has some interesting trippy little secrets Oh um (laughs) <laughs> that see, page, that yeah. page. There's a splash page, uh, should say, Sadrubik is back, uh, drawing Thor. I want to throw a ball over Jason the book, Aaron. So There's good. a splash page, Thor against a frost giant. Not going to put in context, but it's awesome. And the part where we kind of learn the secrets of Jerry Edgar, awesome. And then at the end, we go back to the future, <laughs> where King Thor is uh, encounters a very ominous figure, his dead world. I love this book this is, if I was pressed to it I would say this may be my favorite ongoing series we put out right now. Thor God of Thunder is great and these guys are the ones who make it so and I really love the character of Ross Solomon so I'm excited yeah. to see her get a spotlight in this issue, and that she's going to be important moving forward in this arc. This is going to be a good arc. I also like it because she's like, I don't have time for your crap, Thor. Yeah. I've got a world to save. Exactly. Stop throwing those she, those eyelashes at me. Yeah, means. she's very goal oriented, uh, which I love. But she's not. It's not like she's she's not completely shutting Thor out. She's like, look, yeah, she's very upfront. She's like, I'm interested in you. You know this, but not right now. Yeah, seriously, yeah. I got we'll, better things. We'll get to, we'll get to this later. Yeah. All right, on
0: to Winter Soldier: The Bitter March, number one, uh, written by Rick Remender, art by Rowan Boshi, and an amazing cover by Andrew Robinson. Yeah, really,
1: really nice. Uh, his designs for
0: this issue or for for this series are going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you: Is Ran Shen, Agent Ran Shen, is that an established character?
1: That is the Iron Nail. Whoa! Yeah. For those of you who've been reading Captain Boom. America, for those of you who've been reading Captain America and uh, some of our interviews with Rick. Um, there was a flashback in an issue of Captain America that had Ran Shen and Nick Fury and the Winter Soldier, which was kind of a prologue to this issue. And we did learn in the course of that issue that Ran Shen will become the Iron Nail. And that's a big part of this series is the story of how Ran Shen becomes the Iron Nail. So See, that was in my,
0: in my head. I was like, I yep. know this
1: character. I know it's related to he something He is I a kn- new-ish character. But yeah, this is the first time we've really seen him in this
0: capacity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's set in the '60s, which is um, a great place to see Rick mm-hmm. work. He does his super weird, disturbing, crazy stuff in a simpler time, which I think works really well. He establishes, you know, they're they're infiltrating a Hydra base, a Hydra castle, and um, all kinds of nasty stuff happens. And as they're trying to get the these Nazi scientists out of there, they run across, of course, the Winter Soldier, and you know that's the impetus for the story. Them trying to get to safety. Winter Soldier trying to kill these people or capture these people. Um, really terrific stuff. I, I dug the hell out of this one. Yeah. So, yeah, very exciting.
1: Moving we the X-Men number 41, the penultimate issue of this volume of the series. Another one which I've really dug. Uh, Jason Aaron, written the whole series on this issue. He is joined on art by Pepe Larraz as well as Todd Knock. And this issue is... It's... Uh, it's Tugs at the old heartstrings. Um, one of the cool uh. aspects of Wolverine the X-Men, there's been a lot of cool little quirky things that Jason Aaron's done. And one is from issue one, Toad, old X-Men villain, never quite made the A-list, was the janitor at the Jean Grey school. And over the course of that, he formed an unlikely romance with Husk, and then she went crazy. She went and joined the Hellfire Club. That led to him betraying the school, kind of, by leading the kids to the Hellfire Club. He ultimately came out of that arc hero, but there are repercussions in this issue, and as a result, Toad gets his walking papers. This is the story of, A, where Husk is at now, and it's a Toad story. This is a Toad spotlight story where he, it's all about second chances. He may have a second chance with Husk, he may have a second chance to be a hero, he may have a second chance to prove himself with the X-Men, but It all goes all over the place. You think it's going to go in one direction, and it just takes a complete 90-degree turn. It really is. Jason Aaron really does a nice job here flipping the script. I I thought it was going to go one way. Then I was like, because I think that's going to go the other way. And then by the time we got to a certain page, I was like, no, wait, I really think it's going to go the first way. And then... Yeah. yeah. Just a great book. Can't say too much about it without revealing it. But even as a done-in-one, you get the background really quick, and it's a really good story and emblematic of how good this series was. Yeah. All right. On to another all-new Marvel Now launch. We have X-Force
0: number 1 by Sai Spurrier and Rock He Kim. And uh, this is, you know, this new art style for us. It's this Korean style. Um, you know, you can check out a lot of... Um, Korean comics, and there's a there's a there's a cool style that they do. It's got this digital flavor to it. Um, so Rocky Kim brings that to the table here. It's really neat. You've got this new team of X Force um, led by Cable, with Psylocke, Phantom X, uh, Marrow back in the saddle, what? and um, Doctor uh, Nemesis. Nemesis, thank you. Yes, I was gonna say Doctor Mindbender, but we don't own Doctor Mindbender. Mind- yeah. We'll see. Yeah, uh, stay, stay tuned. Something has happened to, to Hope, and so that sets you know cable off as it often does. Often, can Hope just get a break at yeah, some point, please? You know, like yeah, right? I would just like her to be happy, to hang out. Her and her dad just go somewhere. Doesn't seem to be in the cards. Yeah, does n- Never will be in the cards. Um, so they've got this new mission. They they have to deal with problems uh, in a black ops sort of way, and they're going to take care of things mutant kind. And here, they're they're going after a weapon. And I won't spoil what the
1: weapon yeah. is, but um, you know, it's a pretty interesting little twist there at the end. Alright, finally. X-Men Legacy number 24. The final issue of this series. I think we, need, we need to take a little time with this. Set it up. Uh, uh, when we first started the podcast, one of the first books we were reading was X-Club. Yep, it's written by Cy Spurrier. It's a quirky, offbeat little X-Men book. Um, and then once Cy got done with that, becoming part of Marvel Now, launched X-Men Legacy with Tan Nguat, some other artists, but Tan Anquat is the artist on this final issue. It's a book centered around Legion, David Haller, who is not probably anyone's first, second, or 85th choice to headline a solo series at Marvel. But Sai committed to making this character work. He's the son of Charles Xavier. He's got multiple personalities. He's been around for years. He's incredibly powerful, but no one's ever really been able to get a handle on him. Uh, over the course of the past year and 24 issues, Sai has made Legion, to me, like one of the best characters we have going right now. There is romance with Blindfold, who is another character who was kind of a blank slate, um, through his attempts to live up to his father's legacy, just right there in the title, stuff that happened with his mom, his interaction with the X Men. This has just been a great series. It's all been building, as we know, to a vision they had early on that. David was destined to lose control, become this world-destroying monster, and Ruth, Blindfold, was destined to stop him by killing him. And that has finally come to pass. Uh, David, this is all told from David's perspective, him inside his head, just desperately trying to figure out what's going on. He steals a moment at the beginning with Ruth, and then they have to fight each other. The art is... Tang what. Just, you know, one of, one of the most off-the-wall artists out there. Just very experimental. But in this issue, along with uh, Craig Young, who's doing the inks, and Jose Bellarubia, who does amazing colors, just blows it out in terms of showing. Because the whole thing takes place sort of inside David's mindscape, which is this great visual uh, realm they've set up over the course of the series. And it's David just railing against, you know, the destiny of what's supposed to happen to him, everything that's happened to him in the past, how his life has been shaped, how he got to this point, why he can never catch a break, and ultimately, like his responsibilities as the son of Charles Xavier, which plays a big role in this issue, as a powerful mutant. Uh, kind of a quiet underwriting mystery of the whole series has been one personality he hasn't been able to integrate into his larger psyche, and we find out why, and it's crushing, mm-hmm. and then. The one page where he makes a decision, I love this page. I love the word bubble. I love everything about it. And then the ending, this felt to me like a TV series finale when you know, if you, if you loved watching a TV show, when it ends, you know you're never going to be fully satisfied. And a lot of creators, you know, I'm thinking of like Joss Whedon when he does, you know, did like Buffy or when the guys did Lost, they were like, particularly with this genre, the audience is not going to be fully satisfied because it's over. But what is kind of a cool, open-ended, this is sad, but wait, if you look at it, maybe it's not sad, and this is left up to your interpretation-type ending, and that's what we get here. But it was still so... I was so uh, sad when I flipped the page yep. and read size goodbye letter. Yeah. And just, man, it just crushed me because it was so good. And this is such a special series, and this is a series that... When it's collected entirely, I'm going to recommend to everyone. And it's another; it's a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's about to a great end. I know I just talked a lot, and I want to give you the opportunity. No, it's, as well, uh, you said
0: everything really, really well. It's it was a heartbreaker because um, it's still 24 issues of really caring about Legion as as a character, as a place in the Marvel universe uh, is phenomenal and. I think this had such a great arc that I don't know how anywhere else he could have ended it. Right. You know, it's it just the ending I makes sense for the character Mm -hmm. and who we've known these last 24 issues. So as much as it breaks my heart and it to read it and and sort of look at what that ending may or may not mean, uh, I think it's superb, great storytelling by Sai.
1: Absolutely. All right,
0: two of the week. Uh, I think I'm gonna go uh, torn between Thor and Winter Soldier and She-Hulk mm-hmm. and X Men Legacy. I think I'm gonna go with She-Hulk.
1: I was She-Hulk was right up there for me. I think actually any other week I would have gone with Wolverine and the X Men. I really like yeah. that Toad story. Yeah, but yeah. just because it's the last chance we'll have, I gotta go with Legacy. Fair. Such a good issue, and really just kind of saying like how good that whole series was.
0: Seriously, yeah. You can read uh, if you're a Marvel Unlimited subscriber,
1: you can read most of the series. Yep, um, get a good head start, and by the time you're you're in, you'll uh, that that's coming fast and furious. Yeah. All right, collections on sale this week: Avengers Volume One, Avengers World is out in trade. Captain America Volume One, Cast Away and Dimension Z Book One is out in trade. Daredevil: My Mark Wade Volume Two is out in hardcover. Fearless Defenders Volume Two, the most fabulous fighting team of all, which might be my favorite name of a collection in ages. Yeah. Out in trade paperback, Iron Man Volume One, believe trade paperback. I love that first arc of Iron Man, so I recommend that heartily. Marvel Masterworks: The Defenders Volume Four, hardcover. Scarlet Spider Volume Four, Into the Grave, trade. She-Hulk by Dan Slott, The Complete Collection Volume One, trade. Very timely. And Ultimates Three, Who Killed the Scarlet Witch? Trade is back out in circulation.
0: On the app, we also have a bunch of releases, including all the stuff we've talked about, as well as Deadpool, The Gauntlet, Infinite Comic Number 6. Um, I think that's the only one out of that list. Yeah. Then we also have on sale Amazing Spider-Man 326 through 333 from the original series, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 24, Captain America Issues 1 through 6 from the 2002 series.
1: That is... We're just covering that in History of Captain America. That's the John Cassidy Oh, stuff. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, Spectacular Spider-Man issues 158 through
0: 160, Spectacular Spider-Man Annual number 10, Uncanny X-Men issues 168 through 174, 182 through 183, 186, and 189, as well as Web of Spider-Man 59 mm. through 61, and Web of Spider-Man Annual number 6. There's, there's what is sort, this sort of, story? of Spider-Man storyline we're
1: seeing here. You look that up while I go over here to collections on sale this week. We got Infinity Gauntlet Aftermath. She-Hulk Volume 1, Single Green Female, so we're really giving you every possible opportunity to get into She-Hulk this week. Spider-Man, Death of the stacys Strange Beginnings and Endings, Thanos, Redemption, and Uncanny X-Men, The New Age, Volume 1, The End of History. And while Ryan continues to look up this Spider-Man mystery, I will go over to freshly digitized comics, new on Marvel Unlimited. We have A-Plus-X, number 11, Astonishing X-Men, number 65, Avengers Arena, number 13, Deadpool number 14, Fantastic Four number 11, Fearless Defenders number 8, Infinity number 1, that's a huge one now on Marvel Unlimited, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 17, Scarlet Spider number 20, Secret Avengers number 7, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up number 2, Thor God of Thunder number 11, Ultimate Comics X-Men number 30, Uncanny X-Force number 10, Uncanny X-Men number 10, Wolverine number 8, and Wolverine the X-Men number 34. Got anything? Um, I, it's still, I have, the internet here is terrible. Alright, so listen, while Ryan continues to look to this, we are going to, uh, talk about stuff, and to do that, we go over to Hollywood, Hollywood Markstrom.
3: Hello there, this week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from gorgeous Los Angeles with... What is on TV this week in Marvel, namely a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble this Sunday beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. It is called Bring on the Bad Guys, and I particularly like this episode because it's sort of Flips things around almost literally in that instead of focusing on the Avengers in this episode, we focus on the Cabal, which is Red Skull's group of supervillains that he's assembled to face the Avengers and to, well, take them down. But it gives you one of the great things about this series is that it really focuses on the team dynamic and the intercharacter dynamic of the Avengers, this flips things around so that now we get to see the character dynamics between all the bad guys, and they, when you get down to it, really have sort of the same problems going on with each other that the Avengers have. So it's a fun little flipping of the scenario. You can check it out again this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And jumping over into the world of games, we just launched an all-new Spec Ops, Spec Ops 16, in Marvel Avengers Alliance. This has you going up against Apocalypse and his four horsemen, who are actually four members of the X-Men that have been redesigned to become the horsemen. There's Rogue, who is the horseman of... Pestilence. There is Beast, who is the. No, I'm mixing that up. Well, there's Beast, there's Rogue, there's Iceman, and there is X23. X23 is of War, I know. Iceman is of Death. Rogue is Pestilence. No, Famine, and Beast is Pestilence. There we go. New would Gamera eventually. So, you can start in on that right now. It's got some really, really cool new. Uh, gameplay, game uh, mechanics in it that I don't think we've really quite seen in the game up to now. And if you complete all the tasks in the spec op, you get Iceman as a reward hero. So check that out right now on Facebook. That covers everything I've got for things that are new this week. But I'll be back with you again shortly with the news. Until then, say hello to those fellows in New York for me. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you, Strami,
0: if you were there. And you uh, solved the mystery. Yes, the mystery is, one, the single issues for those uh, for Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man are Acts of Vengeance issues, which we love our Acts yep. of Vengeance. So it was a crossover in the late 80s, early 90s. Well, probably the early 90s, early yeah. 90s. Uh, where the villains got together, as they often do, and said, why don't we switch partners? Yeah, And, like... Hey, I'm the Kingpin. I'll go after Wolverine. Yeah, or, you know, and you're the Red Skull. You it go worked after... really well too. Yeah, it did. Which would make you think they should do it more frequently? I know. But villains, yeah. they don't learn. And my one of my all-time favorite Captain America issues is an Action Acts of Vengeance issue. It's when uh, Magneto, Magneto yeah. and the Red Skull face off,
1: and it's like it's uh, perfect. I've not le- read a lot of Acts of Vengeance. It was just There's some be- cool stuff. It was just before I got in. I was trying to think. It was like I think I've read like the. I read the West Coast Avengers issues, and that was it. Yeah, and for the annuals, uh, there's Spider Man's yeah. Tiny Adventure, it's which is, yeah, it was he got shrunken down and went to the, the microverse. That's yeah. why you saw him fighting Psycho Man, and that one you were looking at, yeah. But so, so that's what you there got, guys. You go. All right, time for news. News, okay, so big news this week we launched uh, the Marvel Global Comics app, which via I- iverse, you can now, if you're in other countries, there's a whole Long list of them, which I don't have in front of me. Probably should have printed that out. You can read Marvel Digital Comics in all sorts of languages. 12 different languages? Yes, 12 different languages, including Portuguese, Italian, Spanish. uh, I believe Israeli was on there, Hebrew. A whole bunch of stuff. And uh, that's great because that means a lot of you guys who listen to us from around the world, you now have an opportunity to read comics in your own native language. You have access to digital comics. That's a big deal for us. That's powered by iVerse. And you can learn more about it on Marvel.com. We have some more all-new Marvel Now announcements. thought we were done, we're not. We have a Deadly Hands of Kung Fu limited series written by Mike Benson. It's going to be coming out in the early summer. As well as, and this is pretty big, and you'll learn more about it in the next couple days, Greg Rucka is writing a Cyclops series. And uh, I don't want to give too much away because I don't know how much will be out by the time we post this, but stay tuned to marvel.com. We got some exciting stuff about that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. We also did something kind of cool last week. Uh, we've been trying to get this off the ground for a while. Ryan, myself, and Andrew Cowan, our social media guru, uh, went out to lunch with a gentleman from Marvel Press a little while ago. They have a great series called Marvel Reads for younger readers. And one of the cool things about Marvel Reads is that Richard Eisenhoff, uh, you know, award winning colorist for Marvel, is involved heavily. He helps lay down all the color palettes for those books. So last week, uh, T.J. Deitch, one of our freelancers, spoke to him about the process, about coming from comics to prose, about uh, how having kids influence them to do this. So that's a really cool read. And also this week, we kicked off, we've been talking about for a while, we kicked off our Marvel 75th anniversary celebration. Woo! I posted a cover gallery. This is actually really fun to make. Uh, I did a Golden Age cover gallery, so I went through and picked out almost 40 covers from the Golden Age uh, from everything we had. It's, you know, some good Cap stuff, Submariner, Human Torch, but then going into the 50s and all the crazy monster titles. It's cool to see uh, Jack Kirby drawings of stuff like Goom and yeah. Goo Gam. And the first group appearance. I was to say, yeah, Groot. That was really neat. Uh, and that is going to continue. This week we had a lot of cool video stuff. You and I are recording a podcast, Knock on Wood, this week. Okay. go up soon. Sure. It's in your email. Okay. Uh... And we'll have special guests on that. And then also kind of a double initiative tying in with uh, Valentine's Day tomorrow by the time you hear this. We're doing a retrospective of 75 years of Marvel romances. She'll have both an article and a gallery. I'm sure we'll be doing some other cool stuff as well.
0: Very cool. Um, Next week, uh, a bunch of us are going over to Toy Fair, which is the big annual Toy where we see uh, all the new toys coming out from all the different uh, uh, makers of toys. Uh, We're going to (laughs) see Lego and Hasbro and Diamond Select and Funko and NECA. Uh, Who knows what else? Lots of cool stuff. We'll have galleries upon galleries of the the toys. We'll have, hopefully, some videos. All kinds of fun stuff. Uh, The action should start hitting Marvel.com on... I would say Monday, President's Day, as we get some content up from the weekend. Uh, But we will be there on Tuesday primarily and um, posting some stuff on social media and whatnot. It's going to be a lot of fun. I always like going to Toy Fair, so it should be great. Kick it over to Mark now for more news.
3: Hello once again this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com editor Mark Strom joining you once more for the latest news coming out of Marvel here in sunny Los Angeles. Our big news of the week is that NBA All-Star Chris Bosh from the Miami Heat will be voicing Heimdall in an episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash that premieres actually not this Upcoming Sunday, but a week from Sunday, so Sunday, February 23rd. Of course, we have tons of cool new content coming out next week to give you a behind the scenes look at Bosch voicing Heimdall, some interviews, some other cool new stuff, so keep your eye on that. And of course, you can catch Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash featuring Bosch Sunday. February 23rd at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. In other words, in the world of Marvel television, we have an interview with Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. executive producers Jeff Loeb and Jeffrey Bell. You can check that out right now on Marvel.com. They talk about Mike Peterson becoming Deathlock. They talk about sort of their end game for season one now that we are in the second half of the season. And yeah, you can see all that over on the site. And jumping into the world of Marvel films we released a new poster for Marvel's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, featuring Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce. It... God, there's not much I can say about this movie that does not spoil things for you, but I am very excited for you all to see Redford as Pierce. He does a really, really, really fantastic job with the role. And yeah, you can get a little bit more taste of that with the new image, which you can, of course, see on Marvel.com. And finally, we also released a new TV spot for Captain America the Winter Soldier that features Cap sort of assessing the threat that the Winter Soldier poses. You can watch that right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marvel, as well as on Marvel.com, as always. That pretty much covers everything I've got for news for you this week, folks. So I'll send you once more... Back to those fine fellows in New York. I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week, and I will speak with you again in seven days. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you,
0: Stromy. Time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments, guys. If you've not done so already, use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel. Tweet us your questions and comments about anything you want in relation to Marvel, and we'll get to them on the next episode, or... Two weeks from now.
1: Yeah, that's right. We got a we got a reading club next week, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But this week, we got your questions and comments beginning with Chris Vaughn, Mortal Thor ninety nine. Mm-hmm. This is directed at Strami, so it is a uh, specific movies TV question. Not that you can't ask Strami comic questions. He is a very knowledgeable fellow. Loves yeah. the Shocker. No. Um, any plans for Doctor Strange? I think he'd be perfect for an anime style series, a la the G four series like Blade. That could be kind of cool. There are no plans that I know of, but I I could see that. I remember his his animated movie was kind of cool. Yeah. I remember a lot of those animated movies, uh, I don't remember all of them, but I really liked the Doctor Strange I like that one, and I I like
0: Next Avengers. I
1: thought Next
3: Avengers was very good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like Doctor Strange was one of those that got really right. They got the origin right, and the animation was cool. Yeah. It's good top to bottom. So go back and watch that. (laughs) Well, we don't have an answer for you. Uh, I just finished reading the new issue of New Avengers and have two things to say. I so want a poster of that gorgeous cover of Doctor Strange. Uh, that was by Simone Bianchi, and that was gorgeous. And two, the doctor was a total badass. Can we please get an all new Doctor Strange ongoing? So, Chris really wants some Doctor Strange <laughs> stuff happening. Uh, no immediate plans for a new Doctor Strange ongoing. He will continue to be prominent in New Avengers. Doctor Strange can be challenging, as I think we discussed when we read the oath. Uh, he's so powerful. And there's so many things he can do, which is why they found a way to make him work in a team setting, which for a while was the knock was he couldn't do that because he could anything he could do, you know, what was the rest of the team good for. So it's the next, uh, the next thing is finding a way to make him work as a solo, which would be cool. For Twim URC, how about in honor of his new status on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the next reading club would be the four-issue Deathlock mini from the 90s. Is that on there? I think so. Let me double check. Let me see what Deathlock stuff we have. Yeah. Because it might be. But I've never read that. And that's Dwayne McDuffie. I love Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, So, there's Investigation. Can we get Deathlock in <laughs> Avengers Alliance? That would be awesome. That would be a great character for Avengers Alliance. Imagine the different... I'm thinking, like, Cable and all his different abilities. All the stuff you could do with Deathlock. Yeah. Different skins you could have. That would be a good one. And finally, <laughs> with... Deathlock being on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you've got to get more Deathlock up on Unlimited. You only have the 2009 miniseries now, so I guess we do not have the 90s miniseries. Well, i got to tell Jim Nesitas to, to yeah, get some Deathlock I'm there. sure that's a priority.
0: <laughs> Over Seriously, to, he's going to be big. Yeah. Over to Christopher Short, who has a bunch of tweets. He says, uh, oh, I should say this is, that these are Twim we miss these TWIM URCs. Okay. And he tweeted to the, with the This Week in Marvel hashtag that we yeah. had missed them. Uh, I don't know if they came after the fact or whatever. Anyway, he says, The Art and Blood Brothers motion comic is villain, classic, and dramatic. There looks wretched and evil rather than colorful, but I'm not actually a big fan of Loki. Thor either, really. They've, <laughs> they've both okay. definitely been growing on me, though. Well, that's good. Kay. Chris says, Loki seems so incredibly weak in character as well as power. Well, I think... It, He's cra- he's a craven villain. Right. And like, Especially in that series. Yeah, And that's, you know, I think that's part of what makes it so cool is he's somehow been able to take over power and then you've got all that that goes with it. Um, he said, Oh my God, Loki looks like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, he did it a few times in there. Yeah, it was kind of... I mean, I don't know who that is. What am I saying? Yeah. Uh, he says, I thought I had watched this before, but apparently I didn't finish it. I'm speechless. It was good, but oddly substantially unsubstantiated. No idea how to read that. I don't... I mean, just saying that doesn't mean it makes sense. I guess. Okay. Um, And Chris says, They haven't revealed what Smash and Hulk and the Agents of uh, Smash stands for yet, have they? Also, I love the show. Glad you like it, Chris. Um, I do not
1: think it's been revealed, but I wouldn't stress on it too much. Super mad, angry superheroes. Sure. Yeah. Smashing mad, angry superheroes. (laughs) How do you put Smash in Smash? Same way we put Twim in Twim of the Week. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're <week>. idiots. That's <laughs> this why. week and Marvel of the Week. <laughs> it's par for the course. Dan Bociccio. Loving the Infinity hardcover. Great read with all the essentials. Yes. I think collected edition of Infinity is probably the best way to read it because it's got all those tie-ins, and you really get to experience the whole deal. Yeah. Eric Almarez. My daughter really liked the new Mr. Marvel comic. I think he meant Miss Marvel comic. Yeah. Uh, particularly because there is this cute picture of his daughter doing the little selfie with, well not selfies he's taking the picture but the half face half Miss Marvel thing that we all did earlier this week that terrified a lot of people yeah My buddy HW View great trailer for the Winter Soldier so can't wait last week, swim of the week was Uncanny Avengers 16 Thor Unleashed and the brand new Infinity Watch was introduced god I hope we see more of them really they were so great Last week, Twim, was New Avengers 16, destruction, corruption for this group proves that everything dies. Well said, Haywood. And then he said, I didn't really get this, er, Spec Ops 16 in Marvel Avengers Alliance is a strong meat grinder. I, does that mean it's tough? Have you started playing it? Yeah. I'm not having that much trouble with it. No, I, I, I think I mean, I'm on fun. task 11. I'm enjoying, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere around there. I like the whole... Uh, Picking the strike teams thing? Yeah, I, that actually I took that. me longer than anything else, was just picking the strike teams. I haven't used the them yet. I haven't started yeah. playing the second mission. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool. There's a lot of new bells and whistles. Yeah, I, guys are good. I said this somewhere on Twitter or
0: Tumblr that I'm not looking forward to PvP when you see people with, like, Rogue with her, oh, God. you know, one Horseman of her outfits. outfits. Yeah, I so thinking about that. Because they, they're going to mess people up. Yeah, no They're really. going to be annoying to fight. But, you know... Whatever. So it is. Yeah. Looking forward to getting Iceman, though. I love Iceman. You do. Jim Radloff says, Loving this week in Marvel. Sorry, DJ Bokikio and I gave the guys deja vu. Who do we do? I don't, I don't know. Fun timing, as the previous tweet was about a comic nobody knew. I Yes. Maybe? I don't know. Sounds good. Yep. Jim says, Trying to think of any superheroes named Ryan. Figured you would be a good person to ask. That would make sense. I don't You I never, don't like, as
1: a kid, you never, like, sought out any name named Ryan? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not that egotistical.
0: Yes, you are. Yes, I am.
1: Um, but I haven't um, done that. Man, are there any? I can't think of any. Ryan Reynolds? No. <laughs> he doesn't count? No. He played Deadpool. Uh,
0: he also played vampire hunter guy. That's true. Hannibal King. Yeah, that guy.
1: I can't think of any. Right. It's so sad. Yeah. We need to get on that. Yeah, take care of that. I I always had Ben Riley. So I bet you know, Steve I Wacker great. would have created a Ryan character. If you asked him. Yeah, you know, now he's gone. Now he's gone. He's maybe on a cartoon. Yeah, yeah I had Ben Riley. That was it. Yes, that was fine. I was, ben and, Grimm? And Uncle. Ben, yeah, what am I saying? Ben Grimm, Uncle Ben. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of tragic Ben figures, but yeah, Ben Grimm was. Yeah.
0: That's good one. Uh, last one, Jim says, is uh, New Avengers Alliance Spec Op is amazing. Yeah. Sunfire, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch on a team Ooh. get 16 bonuses.
1: Six. Wow. that's Six. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 16 bonuses. I said, said six 16 team bonuses. bonuses. Six team bonuses. Yeah. Good job. Wow, I haven't tried them together yet. I mean, yeah. Did you get Sunfire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, is pretty cool. He's pretty cool. That's the other thing. Actually, if you haven't played Sprite Team yet, you don't know this. For... The strike team missions, uh-huh. you don't use your agent. It's three heroes. Oh, cool. So that's what he's saying here. That's why he's saying you can use Sunfire, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch all at once. Nice. you don't need to put an agent in. It's uh, its interesting. Johnny Vinyl, Blackheart JV, The Send More Sentinels shirt I want wasn't referenced in The Living Dead. Just this panel? Well, that's depressing. Where's this from? It's Wolverine Five twin demerits from you, yeah. Johnny. All right. You should have just said, yes, I love Return of the Living Dead <sighs> and be done with it. Not sure how the story would make sense, but the X-Men versus the original Sinister Six would be fun. Yeah. It depends on which X-Men you're talking about. Because, like, all the X-Men seems a bit excessive, but maybe, like, the all-new X-Men? That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Good teams. All right. Kyle, Charles, Johnny Timples. The X-Force crossover was awesome. Can't help but feel sorry for Bishop. Can't you? you? tried to kill a little baby for years. Oh, and Puck—he has no game. Puck's got plenty of game. Yeah, it wasn't on display there, but his game may not have been
0: working with you know
1: the ladies yeah. there. But it—he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's good. He's done fine for himself. Yeah, the cover for Cataclysm Four was such a swerve, but still was an awesome issue. Yeah, that's true. Because the the outline they did definitely looked like a larger <laughs> character. That, that was that was clever. I like that. Twenty of the week would have to be Uncanny Avengers. It was off the chain. All kinds of awesomeness. The only thing missing from Wolverine the X-Men was well-deserved bro hug between Logan and Scott. Yes. I'm not anticipating that anytime soon. Totally on board with Loki, Agent of Asgard. Awesome. Ultimate Comics, Wolverine was a good read. I hope we see more of Jimmy Hudson in Ultimate Comics now. That's uh, a one out of that. It's good. He's in Cataclysm. We'll see if he survives. Yeah. I actually read Survive yesterday, so more. That is that is the story bridging the gap between Cataclysm and uh, Ultimate Marvel now, and I can tell you that there are still tragedies to occur. <laughs> Alright. I'm really digging all new Invaders. Having Bucky back is awesome. Cool. Uh,
0: Mermaid Mellow says, superhero cookies for the super big game. Thank you for not those,
1: using that term. These are good. Yeah, those look awesome, Mellow. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Cap, Hulk. Hulk. Can't tell what this thing underneath. I Cano love foods? cookies. No. Yeah, you do love cookies.
0: as much or more than tacos.
1: Wow,
0: I think my top three foods are tacos, pizza, and cookies. I was say, Where does pizza fall? Yeah, pizza is like, like strong number two. I, if I could eat a taco, pizza, cookie, I would. I don't. I don't try to think about it i think it could happen yeah i think that's possible yes it's very possible uh mutant and proud says wouldn't it be cool for movie version warpath to fight
1: movie <laughs> version winter soldier both armed with knives yeah I, I don't know if that would be a pg-13 fight yeah there would be a lot of a lot of slashing
0: yeah and, like, uh i will say that winter soldier fighting in winter soldier that's the movie awesome. amazing yeah uh, he also says, "Ah, new Amazing Spider-Man two trailer is awesome. Electro looks so badass."
1: Bad A. Bad A. That A. Mutant proud censored themselves. You have to respectfully do the same. Nah. Nolan J. Hitchcock says, "Really
0: appreciate the value of Miracle Man. It's an expensive book, but it's big, and there are no ads. Nice job, Marvel. You're welcome. You are welcome." Uh, another one from Nolan. He says, "Also, it's really, really
1: good. Yeah. So there's that too. Really glad this lost classic is available again. We're all happy for sure." Ref Gemlin, question, who are the two women seen alongside Doctor Strange and Company in Uncanny Avenger 16? Let's take a look. One is Talisman, and I believe the other is Sabra. Yep. I couldn't, I couldn't pick Talisman, but Talisman yeah, Sabra sure. is easy. Yeah, that's Talisman, um, which I guess makes sense. Sure. She's a mystically powered, or it could be Cersei. I'm pretty, I think it's, hmm, I think it's well, Talisman. Well, we can't see the color. Yeah. So it, it's tough to say I right now. I couldn't see the color when I was looking either so I didn't know if it was red <laughs> or green so you're going to have to look it back up. Yeah. If it's green it's Cersei if it's not then it's Talisman. It's talisman. If it's red it's Talisman. Um, okay. And another one. So Spider Girl. Depowered. Powered by a spider totem. Post Spider Island powers. I'm totally lost with her right now. Uh, what does she have? She's. I think she has her post Spider Island powers. Because she got powers during Spider Island and she's kept them. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Ask at Brennanator (laughs) on Twitter. Quintessential Spider Girl editor Tom
0: (laughs) Brennan. Scott McElroy says, Want to now change my previous This Week in Marvel Twim of the Week to Thor God of Thunder 18 just based on his awesome message. Hashtag drink responsibly. There you go. Yeah. Scott says, want to congratulate Nick Lowe on his new job as senior editor of all the Spider titles, so now when he literally crashes the This Week in Marvel podcast, he can blame all the equipment he breaks on, that Parker luck. Mm. Now the thing is... I don't know if he can crash anymore. Yeah, it's, it, it's it was easy away. for him to crash because he was in the, the office next door to ours, and Which he could hear us, he could generally hear us. Now, he's so far, all the way on the other side of the of yeah. this row, and it's... I don't think it's going to happen too no, often. And Mike Barnes is so polite. Uh, Mike's way too polite. This, for could, that. this could be the end of an era. Yeah. Scott says, "Listen to Blake Garris interview Toy Hunter Jordan Hembro on this week in Marvel." How did I not know this show existed? All caps
1: rushes to DVR. Yeah, I was actually over at a friend's house this weekend, and he was. We were going through his DVR because we were going to watch something. And he had like a ton of Toy Hunter. I was like, "Oh, you watch Toy Hunter?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course, I love that show." And I was like, "Oh, that dude comes in here all the time. He's really cool." And he was very nice. impressed. Uh, Scott
0: says in issues with both single digital code and the collection is there any way we can keep the single but share the collection Scott unfortunately um, no they're all tied to, they're both tied to the same code so whomever uses the code gets to have both of them um, I mean it's think of it like you, you just had the code so uh, you just had the single issue regardless I don't know there's no way to to make it better I guess or you could have someone buy you the... I don't know. I'm not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, just... Enjoy just it. Quit, Enjoy quit it. while you're... Uh, Scott says, it. just dropped off my April preview pre-order form to my local comic shop. A personal record 52 Marvel products Never ordered. heard that number before. Yeah. Getting a vision of both Asian M and Ben J. Morris diving like porpoises through money a la Scrooge McDuck. Uh, if only. It's true. If only. Mm. Well, thank you. Thanks for so buying. That, that's, that's awesome. We appreciate... Um, you supporting yeah. uh, what are the, the books you're really excited about for April let us know uh, He should go
1: to 53 though I, something about 52 I don't 52 like 52 has a weird, weird ring vibe to it, to it. Yeah. Uh, he says I should be
0: concerned with the State of the Union <laughs> but I find myself more concerned with whether Natasha's ever going to let that dang cat into our apartment yeah, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, he says, funniest comic on the stands by a huge margin, as well as my twin of the week, is Superior Foes of Spider-Man number eight. I want everybody to be reading this book so that I can read it well into my <laughs> golden years. Hashtag Superior Foes of Spidey. Yes, it, you know, I, I don't know who... And you know what, it may have been Brett White had posted something online saying um, comedy comics have yes, a hard time uh, living in the in the environment. They're not grim, they're not gritty, they're just, you know... Doing comedy, doing it well, and having it succeed for a while is very tricky. So I, I think everybody really should check out Superior Foes of Spider-Man. You should be able to get the first issue or two on Marvel Unlimited Yeah, now. the first two
1: issues are out. I just posted the second one the other week.
0: Yeah, so definitely start there if you can. See what you've been missing, and I guaran—I pretty much guarantee you will jump on it because it is, it's yeah. really terrific. Every issue
1: is spectacular. Or... Superior. Superior, very nice. Scroll Boy Dirty lash says to me, I think something was messed up with the editing on This Week in Marvel 119. At 45.50, you say, what crap about S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know what that is. I don't... Blame Blake. Yeah, blame Blake for that one. Stephen Barr, Aspiv. Heard two great podcasts on my commute today. Declan Shalvey on Let's Talk Comics, which is our buddy Jim Viscardi's podcast. And Jordan Hembro on This Week in Marvel. Good interviews. That's a long commute. Yeah. That's a really long commute <laughs> considering how long Discardi's podcast goes. Yeah, it's they're like, like 12 hours. hours. Yeah, 12 hours is what I <laughs> Just finished Loki from Twim URC. Where can I read what happens next? Uh, Loki was self-contained. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean,
0: don't think about it as being part of any specific yeah, it continuity. Kind of, it, was, it was a
1: standalone story. Yeah, was so I would just say, read more. Loki stories yeah I mean read more you, if you
0: want more Loki you know read Journey Into Mystery mm-hmm. read uh, Young Avengers read New Loki Agent of Asgard
1: Rob Brody did do another Loki limited series a couple years ago which is also on there okay it's on Marvel Unlimited I know that so cool. check that out if you want more Rob Brody Loki uh, I don't know if he wrote it or not there's more Loki books. Look up Loki. Um, just read Hawkeye number one for free, proving yet again Marvel Unlimited is awesome. So many good books, so little reading time. Just jumping on Hawkeye now? Mm. Welcome. No, Come. Welcome welcome enjoy. To Come inside. Enjoy.
0: Tincho Nunez. I think this is a new one. Mm. EHEMPLAR T. Cap Sloppy Joe Sliders, thanks to the recipe, Agent M. And then we get a picture. Yeah, that one, uh, very excited that somebody did it. That's from yeah, Chef cool. John Besh, cool. who's uh, super oh, I huge. see him every day. Yeah, he's, his book is by my desk. Yep. Um, he made that recipe and gave it to us for cool. Cap's big game.
1: It's very cool. Yeah. Finally, the tech lord, Lex Pendragon. This week in Marvel sounded fine over Skype. You should work from home and do that more often. <laughs> well, that's a perfect one to end on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, for next week, we have the first six issues of Ultimates. Be sure to read those so we can have a nice TWIM URC. I'm looking forward to that one. I am two issues in myself right now. Nice. And I'm excited to keep reliving it. It's really good. Yeah, it's,
0: um, I remember when it came. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get it all out. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. This is Marvel, your universe.